Hi, I'm Ispa. Hi, guys. I'm Aditi. And welcome to Spill the Chai. So Aditi has some updates for us. Oh, God. This is the worst type of update ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So since last session where I was stalking my ex and he was desperately trying to get rid of me from his tail, we have, I actually stalked him to the point where he was like, why are you so crazy, like obsessed over me? That's actually how our conversation started, right? Was that he messaged me being like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like many things, but let's not get into that. Let's get into why I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> and then um, what I did was I actually poured my heart out over text and I gave like this, I wrote this really long love letter, basically, just like explaining things, explaining how I felt, explaining what was going on. Like it was actually pretty humiliating to write I don't know I don't know if writing love letters is supposed to be humiliating but I will say that every <laughs> love letter I've written is humiliating so <laughs> I think that's accurate it's like in line I've never wrote a love letter where I wasn't embarrassed like a week after Okay, good. That makes me yeah. feel better. Yeah. A week so, after. Damn, it was like instant for me. Okay. Well, it depends <laughs> on the person, right? Sometimes I'll mm-hmm. be like, no, I did the right thing. And then I'll think back a week later and be like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed by everything. Yeah. So it's a normal reaction. It's The thing is, it's a risk because you're like, is this person reading this and going, aw, or are they reading it out loud to their friends and going, ha, 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 what a crazy bitch, right? Like... The Fuji song. Uh, Which one? Killing Me Softly. Killing Me Softly. Is that what they say in there? I don't remember yeah, anything. He talks about, she talks about how he found her love letters and read each word out loud. Oh, you're right. She totally <laughs> yeah. does say that. Okay. Yeah. You would know that. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, uh, it's a risk. You're right. It's a risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I explained myself. And then... This is the thing. I think that your level of humiliation from the letter depends on their reaction as well. If you get to see it, his reaction was very minimal. It was like, okay, and that was it. But then it opened up the conversation a little bit. And then he ended up coming over and we ended up talking a bit. And then he ended up staying the night. And then he ended up staying the next night. And it was kind of like, just didn't want to go home. And me, I was all like eager. I'm like, stay here, stay here. And then we dropped Molly. And then that night we kind of like just talked about a lot of shit. And I just decided to move in. And now he lives here. And he's been here for, I think like a week now. Yeah, a little bit over a week now. Okay, so when did he move all his stuff in? Like a week ago. Okay. And like like six, five days ago, five days ago maybe, I think. Or six, something like that. Isn't this what happened with your ex too? Yes. Oh yeah, with Sean, I moved in like the day after I met him. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I I have a pattern. I have bad patterns. I can't help but repeat them. Do you think it's healthy? No, not at all. As long (laughs) as you're self-aware, I guess. Super Um, self-aware. Yeah, but are you happy? Right now it's really nice because I don't come home to an empty house. That part is making a big difference on mental health, like COVID-wise. Yeah, for sure. I, I can understand that. A partner really makes COVID easy. And the thing is that, you know, I've intentionally structured this in a way where it's chill because I work like six, seven days a week. And Does he that, work? Yeah, he works. And he works um, like five days a week. 
And our hours are like very different. I work long days, I work evenings, he works mornings. So the way I wanted to structure it is that, um, you know, it's like Salam Namaste, like um, the movie where they meet and they're like into each other, but they're just so busy that they don't have time to like see each other. So like the best thing to do is mm-hmm. just move in together because then at least that like one hour at the end of the night after you come home or like one hour before you leave for work, you still have like that run into each other, hang out a bit, chat a bit, like time to get to know each other and like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So that's how it is right now. It's like we have like a like a couple of hours a day to kind of check in and and it's not um overwhelming because I know that if I was like home all the time and he's old home all the time, it would end real fucking quick because there'd be too much pressure and expectations and each of us has a different idea as to what we want out of a relationship. So what we need is date, right? Yeah. yeah. Go on. Yeah. So is he so gonna like pay a rent? version of Of course. Of course. Okay. You're gonna have to- uh, yeah. I'm yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. Well, it, I don't really. It seems really unhealthy to me. That's all I have to Super. say. I mean, me too. Especially because I know what happened last time, and I'm not yeah. saying all relationships are the same. Mine but I just are. mean, <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I don't think that's true at all. Um, okay. But I just mean it comes from more of a sense of worry more than anything mm-hmm. especially because you were so heartbroken after like two weeks of knowing him and now he's moving yeah. in so like if you know it goes south then well, then what where was he living before south van no, no no i mean like what did he have a roommate did he have he had, roommates. He had a few roommates yeah and he didn't have a lease I don't know what the deal is. I'm not asking questions. I don't want to know because to rent two places. Well, he just he's only been here a week, so um, once the first comes, I guess we'll I'll find out what his uh, plan is. Oh, so it's so opposite, like with Sean. Like when I first moved in with Sean, it was different in the sense that when we first started dating, I wanted to know everything. Like I was like, tell me about everything. In this situation, I don't want to know anything. I just want to come home and kick it. Like we're basically dating living in the same apartment that's that's it like I don't want to know like oh tell me like all this serious stuff no I'm just come home laugh a little chat a little I don't want to know anything extra like yeah we're living together but it's only like it's only like a technicality because that way we can see each other a little bit it's not like I don't I'm not taking it to that level of seriousness I'm taking it as we're still dating yeah all right that's a good call because um yeah I agree like with COVID it's it sounds stupid, but a partner makes everything so much easier. Like, I don't know. I can't explain it. It just does. But hey, is your brother still in Vancouver? He's in Alberta again. I don't think he's going to come back because I told him that he has to clean his dog hair up. Well, apparently that's too hard. <laughs> so, okay. okay. <laughs> not too hard to make me do it, though. That that part's fine, right? But whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not bitter. Let's go on. <laughs> so you had a nice time is what you're saying. Great. <laughs> oh, okay. you know what else I was going to say? Um, what? One good thing about him living here, too, is that, like, um, before, like, when we were broken up, if we had continued dating the way it was going, I would have seen him, like, once a week. The problem with that is that I'm, like, super infatuated with him. And then I become, I start to build this image of him in my head, right? Living together, exactly. Living together takes away a lot of that, you know? Like, for example, when we were, like, 
not living together and just talking or whatever. And he wouldn't reply to me for a while or I didn't like see him for a few days. I was like, oh, maybe he's talking to girls or he's partying or something. But now I'm living with him. I'm like, no, he's just gaming. Like he's obsessed with gaming and he turns his notifications off on his phone for hours when he's gaming so they don't interrupt his game. So like these little things, I'm like, oh, so it's not like you're just this hot player. You're just like a little nerd. Like it's not okay. like the, some of the magic and the intensity and like the obsession is like diffuse. It's like re- being removed kind of That's good. Uh, from the situation. You know, I'm okay. not as that, that part's helping that part. Like him living here is making me less crazy. Cause I'm like, Oh, he's just a regular dude. He's not like some, you know, Prince yeah. charming. I think you should still <laughs> look into therapy. Oh yeah. Even yesterday I, I spoke with my doctor um, because I was telling her that I'm trying to get off weed. And uh, every time I try to get off weed, the problem is that my anxiety gets so bad that I need to smoke. And so she was going to prescribe me like an anti-anxiety pill to help me get off the weed to see if that helps me um, stop. Right. Cool. Cause she's like, if you're already using, you're already using weed as a medication, what, try a regular medication and see if it actually works. Um, but she was also telling me, she's like, you have to go to counseling. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, do you, have you been talking to my friends? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> but no, I'm going to go 100%. I need okay, to go. Good. I have to go. My anxiety is so bad, man. There are times I come home after work and he's here and I'm like frozen and I can't talk and I can't make a joke and I can't, and like he's regular and I'm just acting weird because my anxiety is like so tight. So then I avoid him and it's like, why are you avoiding me? And it's just, it's just yeah. messy. I was actually talking to one of our friends from high school who I'm I'm not going to name about therapy recently. And basically what we were talking about was her expectations uh from about therapy and how it just didn't meet her expectations cuz she was expecting to go into therapy and just everything be solved or have yeah. someone someone have all the answers and it's true because I went in the same way and obviously I didn't get that I still I still go to my see my therapist I started going for a very specific reason as you know and then I talked myself she helped me talk myself through that problem and now like it's just nice to talk to a third party with no biases in my life it's just nice to talk to someone I think that's the best part about it for me is just to talk to someone who's not invested in your life at all. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid one hour of time entirely focused on you. Mm -hmm. Conversations with friends are never like that. It's always like a back and forth. It's like, it's about both people and it's not, it's not, yeah, you're right. It's full of biases. It's about what each person thinks is right. But therapy. And they're like, they always want you know, like your best interest. So they're going to give your opinion. When I was going to start dating my husband again, everyone said no. All my friends were like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't for do me, everything. I said yes. Yeah, you said yes. And there was like two or three other people who were like, yeah, you, you should do it. But yeah. everyone else basically said no. And it's understandable because they care about me, right? And they don't want to see me get hurt again. And they under like they were there when we broke up the first time and all that sort of stuff. So they, they were like full on no. But then I started doing therapy. That's why I started going to therapy to talk myself through my ex coming back into my life and all that sort of stuff. Oh well, I needed it. I needed it regardless. 
but that's what kind of pushed me to it. And she helped me talk myself through that. And ultimately I decided that I was going to be with him and now we're married. So that's pretty amazing. That's a huge difference that therapy made in your life. It like supported a major life choice. Yeah. And it's good. I think you should do it for sure. It's really good. Yeah. It might not be all the answers you need, but like it does help. I will say. Another thing I think is good about therapy is that you can just walk in there and get to your shit. Like you don't have to build up to it. You don't have to slow talk to it. You can just be like, this is happening. I'm fucked. I don't know what's going on. I'm going crazy. Like you can act crazy. You can put it all out so there. True. Yeah. You don't have to hold back. Yeah. And you don't have to care what the person thinks about you. Like it's their, their job to, to be there to support you, you know? So um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, for me, therapy is not about fixing. I don't think you can fix things. I don't think anything in life can be fixed. I don't think that there's such a state where you're like, yep, everything's perfect now. Great. Life check mark. Good. Done. Like, I don't think that that's the point. I think that the point of it is to, is to unblock stuff internally, you know, like to make, to create a movement internally, like things move, things change. Your narrative moves a little bit. Your beliefs around yourself move a little bit. There's a little bit of, and once things move, there's like more flexibility or you're able to like work with it a bit more. I think that it's really good when you feel like stuck inside, like nothing's changing, nothing's turning, like your own feelings are stuck, your own thoughts are stuck. Like it's, mm-hmm. like that's where I think that therapy can create like motion, you know? Agreed. Yeah, I def- definitely agree. It's so true. But again, it's not where you find all the answers <laughs> Never, never. A therapist, a good therapist, is ultimately just like um, uh, what is it? What are those, those um cir- circus mirrors? A good therapist is a circus mm-hmm. mirror. Take a quote from me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like it's like those fun house mirrors where they like show you all types of. It's just a reflection of yourself, but in different angles and ways and shapes and like crazy you know and then you use it yeah and then you use that to like interpret yourself and understand yourself like they have to be a mirror to you like their own shit shouldn't come into the session in my opinion but anyways okie dokes that's good i think you should do it let's talk about you me there's nothing going on with me just stop doing that there has to be something going on (laughs) <laughs> the drum roll. Tell us about Mary. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I tell myself I'm stop playing the drum roll. Um, I like it. It's cute. It works <laughs> so every fun. time. Don't worry. Eighty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> um, tell us about married life. Honestly, we work, we watch TV, and we eat a lot of junk. I mean, other than that. <laughs> it's just married life, I guess. It's married during a pandemic life as well. That's true. That's true. But a lot of people aren't watching TV. What are they doing? They're doing stuff. You're yeah. not watching TV. You're just working. I'm not watching TV. It's true. I don't watch any TV. I never watch TV. I haven't watched TV in months. My life a got lot too of dramatic. People are not watching TV. Yeah, some people are not watching they're like TV. They're like baking. They're like reading. They're doing like stuff and well if you bake then you just gotta eat all of it and then 
That's true. I haven't baked in a long time. I'm going to bake this weekend, though. Probably tomorrow morning. Be good if I had a lot of people to bake for. But if I bake, I'm just going to eat it all. <clears throat> and I'm going to regret yeah. it. So. That's basically what happens. Yeah. It's, it was nice baking when I lived with my family. Because mm. they would just help me eat it. There was like five people in the house. Your your house your house at your family's house always had so much good food. Always that was just so yeah. much food all the time. Yeah, there's always food. I love I love my parents' house. It's awesome. They just like stock up non perishables just in case. <laughs> we got the non perishables. We got the fresh stuff. Like it's just uh, yeah, it's good. That's how you know you're like a parent. I think. I was seriously going to make that comment about that. It was like your parents like that sweet, like jolly family where it's like all warm and come eat and there's lots of food and my parents yeah. are not. Okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Do there's food at your bit. mom's house all the time. It's, it's, there's enough, but not enough to make you fat. <laughs> it's like I don't know. When I go to your, when I went to your house, there was always stuff. That, your mom's always yeah. has something. Yeah, yeah, there's food. There's just like, in terms It's of just food. not comfort food. It's like no. healthy food. Healthy food, yeah. That's Whereas right. like my house is like comfort food. Your parents are more like jolly and like just, you know, cozy and like comfy and like soft. My parents are a little bit like frigid and bony and cold. <laughs> but that's okay. No, it's, it's cute. It's cute. Yeah. I think the difference is your parents are very like focused on goals and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So true. That's how ambitious, like your parents were always like super ambitious. They expected a lot from you. They expected a lot from themselves. They were always like going to the next thing. They're always working towards something. And it's cool. You build successful people that way. My family is like, not like that at all. You got to pay your bills. (laughs) Do what you got to do. (laughs) <laughs> like that's it chill and chill that's and chill that's how and I love your and love yeah. people around you that's like more like what i see your family as they more like just take time to enjoy their loved ones just really enjoy them and be with them yeah that's and, true yeah and that's just my parents are very, very like that yeah yeah it's like warm and comforting and cozy and, and sweet you know what it is it's like the lack of anxiety that's what i notice in your house it's like why is there, why don't I feel anxious? Everyone's just so happy. Not happy, but you know, you know it's, what I mean. I think priorities were just different. That's all. <clears throat> My siblings and I are still pretty messed up, but I think just priorities were different. You are not messed up. For not between, messed up. I mean, I was. We have issues, but remember once we talked about the fact that, yeah, we had issues, but maybe we're living in a fucked up world and that's why we have issues because to not have issues in the society we live that's in. That's true. Old. Well, but by that sense, you're not messed up either, so. Oh, thank you. My mother has failed. So by those standards, you're not you're not messed up either. That's right. That's right. It's actually very true. Everyone has their own set of issues. No family is perfect, but there are definitely some families that are really fucked up. There's a quote. And yours is not one of them. Have you heard this quote that um, all unha- all happy families are happy in the same way, but all unhappy families are uniquely unhappy? 
I've not heard that. that. That's interesting. Quote, right? But I think about it and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because healthy has like a very limited spectrum as to how it can manifest. But unhealthy, ooh, we could, that's that spectrum is huge. We could do that all day, baby. Yeah. Unhealthy in many different ways. You can be crazy many different ways. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, some families are really messed up. I will say that. I'm not gonna call any any families out, but sometimes I'll be around some families and I'll be like, why is this? They'll be laughing at something and I'm like, why is this funny? <laughs> like, it's only like really awful. Okay, I'm just gonna tell this story because please. I'm just gonna do it. I'm sorry, please I really me, don't wanna please. call. I really wanna know. Okay. <laughs> I feel awful, but okay. I literally cried after. I'm like, how are these how are these people laughing? So I'm not gonna say any names or if it's a friend, if it's family member, whatever. I was at a house for dinner. Okay. And it's four of us, okay? Me, a person, and the person's parents, okay? Mm-hmm. And the person's stepmother starts telling us a story about how the person was once walking this giant dog that they had. And they they used to have this really big dog when this person was little. And they were the person was walking it one day. While they were walking it, the dog saw a cat, like this white fluffy cat sitting outside. And the person just allowed their dog to kill it. Oh my God. Are you fucking kidding me? So the person was young and they regret it now that they're older. Okay. And they think about it often as they explained after the dinner, because like, I didn't, I was upset about it. Why would you let this happen? And they were a kid. And also they, they regret it. They were just, not raised in a way to think that there was something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously not because this, the stepmother is telling the story and she's laughing and the father starts laughing and they're like, yeah. And we had to like, it was like the neighbor's cat and they came knocking and asked if we'd seen the cat. And uh, I, I picked up the cat and threw it in the du- in our dumpster at the back and like the dead cat, yeah, to hide it from the neighbor, and the neighbor thought it was lost. And they're laughing about this. And I'm like on the brink of tears. (laughs) You know I'm an animal lover as it is, and I'm like, okay, it's not even that I'm an animal lover. I absolutely understand it's their natural instinct, because it's obviously the dog's natural instinct to want to do this, especially if it's an aggressive dog, right? Which it was. It was an aggressive, large dog. So I'm not upset about the fact that it happened. I was more upset that the fact that I was sitting here and these people are laughing about it, and that the person that I was having dinner with had to experience that growing up, that things like this are okay. Yeah. And now obviously they know better, but you know what I mean? Like it was like a a different series of emotions. And I'm like, that's a messed up family. Because I don't know, like if I would go to dinner at your house, your mom starts telling me about a story about how Baxter ate a cat, which would never happen as it is, but she wouldn't be laughing about it. No. At all. No, that would have been a, bad day (laughs) 
you, you know how you know what I'm trying to say though, right? Have they watched that episode of Dr. Phil where Dr. Phil goes into the list of um symptoms of being a future psychopath and one of them is like killing cats? Like like if your child I've not kills seen a cat, that, but I do then. know that is a is a sign of a psychopath, yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Have you seen have you seen the Netflix docuseries Don't I Fuck with Cats? No, oh, no, don't, no, don't fuck, fuck with cats. cats. No, I haven't yeah. seen it. It's so good. I haven't seen it's it. I've heard it's good though. A serial killer for yeah. cats or a, a person? Well, no. Well, for cats. A serial killer for cats, and then he killed one person. Okay. It's about that guy in uh-huh. Montreal who killed that Asian guy. I don't. And really then mailed the pieces that. to the parliament. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, he mailed the body parts to the parliament. It's so messed up. I don't even. Luca Mangoda or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's so messed up. But yeah, he used to kill cats and record it. And I'm not saying this, but the person I was at dinner with went around killing cats. It was just the one time that it happened and the person didn't do it. The dog did, but also like, it's more the fact that the the person's parents were laughing. That's like the big issue. I know, it's fucked up. It's the really person funny. was not laughing. I was hmm. not laughing. I was like visibly upset. But that's what I think a messed up family is. Yeah, <laughs> and I just for sure. So, oh, a oh, small example. Cool, but yeah, that's how what I would define a messed up family as. And uh, by that standard, neither of us are messed up. Well, just you haven't seen me around any cat killers recently, so maybe I laugh hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's crazy do you remember yeah. that book we we read uh called running with scissors yes do you remember that book no that's a messed up family i do that like, was really messed, messed up family. family yeah that was a good one what i w- remember most about that book is um there's a character she's like a 14 year old girl and she's the daughter of uh, the therapist. You guys should read it. This is kind of a spoiler, but it's not that big of a spoiler. It's something really small that happens in the grander scheme of things. And basically, she's a side character, and she's the daughter of this therapist. And he allows her to get adopted by like some 35-year-old man or something. And he's not adopting her to raise her like a daughter. He's adopting her because they were actually dating. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 I remember that. You saying it. Yeah. You saying it triggered out, triggered the memory for me. Like I didn't until you mentioned it, but yeah, you're right. That book was, and the book's a true story guys. It's not even made up. Amazing. Super messed up. Yeah. Very messed up. But yeah. So, how did we even get to this point? What were we talking about? No Family, idea. Messed up. Oh, countries, baking, no, quarantine. Your, your married life. Tell me more about married life. Like, what do you notice is different between before being married and after? Honestly, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All those years of us praying. All those years of us watching Disney movies and praying to get married. This is what the fuck you're telling me, bitch. Ain't shit different. Fuck you. Something better be fucking different. You better say it's fucking magical. 
<laughs> no, I love I love being married. I think everyone should do it, and that's what I keep telling all my friends. Oh. I think everyone should get married. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think being married is super cool. You just get to hang out with your best friend all the time. That part sounds fun. <laughs> it's cool. That part sounds super fun. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. I don't know. I like it. But nothing really changed. It's just I'm doing the same things. Just everything's funner because my man's is You're wearing a maid outfit? (laughs) (laughs) I am. Did did you go? Yeah. (laughs) Didi's calling me out. I'm currently wearing a maid outfit. Like a, like a. You're like, nothing's changed. Sexy I'm maid like, outfit. You're wearing a maid outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Something's changed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you've got to try new things, you guys. That's another oh, piece of advice I have. Totally. Yeah, so, so, so I'm wearing a little sexy maid outfit. I'm waiting That's for hot. my husband to come home. Yeah. I got it from Shein. Because they shut the fuck up. I love Shein. I love Shein. I do too, but they're really controversial. Are they? Because like they were like selling like religious things as fashion products. Like what? I wouldn't be surprised because they're one of those sites that sells everything. A little too much shit, if you ask me. One, they were selling a swastika (laughs) swastika necklace. Lovely. Always cute. <laughs> Way to yeah. accessorize. Gotta uh-huh. get the swastika necklace on. They they were selling a swastika necklace for a little bit. Then they issued an apology and stopped selling it. And then they started selling prayer mats, Islamic prayer mats, as rugs. Don't say yoga mats. Like casual carpet. Oh, God. No, no, no. But like their actual prayer mats, like they have like mosques on them. That's Okay, yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna send you this article because it has pictures of everything. But yeah, like it's, it wasn't just that though. There was just, it was something else. But isn't that problematic enough? I can't. Honestly, all the articles are just about that necklace. So, <laughs> Here, I'm not surprised. Yeah, thanks. It was only a matter of time before that shit started. I feel bad every time I order from them, but I still order from them because they're so cheap. Yeah. The swastikas make it much cheaper. (laughs) 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 This whole outfit, this whole little maids thing cost me, what, like $12. You could have done it like pretty in pink and made it out of your curtains. So there's no excuses. (laughs) (laughs) i'm unethical you're right (laughs) but i stopped shopping at all those places that have um slave labor in china so like where at least i'm doing that zara adidas h&m victoria's secret all that. Fuck, I, I have to. I, can't, I didn't know that HM and Adidas were on that list. Damn it. I got to stop shopping there. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they've issued an apology slash stopped, but there was like a, the gap was another one. I heard Beyonce's lying too. 
Beyonce's line's been also uh, it's an article about how Beyonce's like, oh yeah, women empowerment, and it's like female slaves working to build her shit. Apparently, Riri's clean though. Riri's like all legit, like no slave labor. labor but I believe that she, she seems like she wouldn't do that because she's yeah, she comes from Barbados. She's had some controversies here and there, but I really feel like it was just she didn't know that she apologized after. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think uh, she's a good one. But Beyonce, I don't know. I love her. Yeah. But also, there's a lot of things that her and Jay-Z have done that are kind of... Sketchy? Questionable. Yeah, like, Jay-Z's working with the NFL now, you know, when Black Lives Matter and all that was happening. But when Kaepernick took a knee, it was like this huge issue for them. And he was banned from the NFL. He was just on the blacklist. He couldn't get on any team or anything like that. And now Jay-Z like is like, oh, you know, taking a knee, we need to do more than that or something. I don't remember the exact quote, but it just, it felt gross. The mm-hmm. whole thing felt gross. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and no one will call him out on it because he's Jay-Z and everyone's just Exactly, up and she's Beyonce, so. And like I said, I love Beyonce, but mm, she's not perfect. It doesn't matter how much I like or love someone. If you do something wrong and I and I think that it's worth calling out, then I, sh- I should always call it out. Like the, there's no level of status that any person can ever achieve that makes you unquestionable, you know, unaccountable, you know, perfect or whatever it is, right? Like, listen, if I can, if I can call out my own mother for something, like, I'm going to call out celebrities. I don't care. They're really just <laughs> people who they are. A lot of them actually suck. So, despite their efforts to join up with whatever charitable organization or create their own charity or whatever facade they're putting on. They're just, they're not good people. But wealth does that to people too, you know? For sure. Definitely does. I don't know. Wealth definitely does. I think Money, like, oh man. Um, my, the, uh, this guy that I'm um, currently with, he was, he showed me this interview on black TV of Aaron Carter. You should watch his Aaron Carter. And he is like face tattoos. Like yeah. he's changed a lot. Right. But he just talks about all the shit that he went through. Like he was like molested as a child and like, like really fucked up shit. He was like broke. He was like homeless and broke and like panhandling and stuff like that as like an adult, you know? Yeah. Um, One of the things he talks about a lot in that interview, he's like, honestly, money is the root of all evil. He's like, money brings out the absolute worst in people. Like if you want to see people turn on you, like get money, you know? And I really believe that. I believe believe it too. I don't think that it happens to everyone. I think you can have money and still be a good person. However, it happens to the majority of people. And I think that has a lot to do with the people you surround yourself with after you acquire money. Like look at all the people in these industries. Like they themselves are evil too. So if you're surrounding yourself with people like that, then of course it's going to influence you. Okay, you know? so um, conversation. Okay, I'm gonna uh, start a little conversation topic right now with you. Okay, let's okay. do it. Okay, yeah. so so this is how it started. Um, 
so at my work, right, there was this, um, so back when I was like obsessed with uh, Michael and I was like chasing after him and he was rejecting me, there was, there's this guy, this nurse that comes into our office and he's really cute, like this Filipino guy, he's cute. And then all my coworkers thought he was feeling me, right? They thought he was like flirting with me and stuff. So they're like, Aditi, go for it. And I was like, no, because I was obsessed with Michael and all, all I cared about was him. And I was like, yeah. no, I, I'm, I want my man back. I'm focused on that. That's it. So I let yeah. it go, right? Three days later, no, no, two days later, I get like a, my okay. phone's blowing up. I'm at home. Aditi, beep. I'm going to just say beep. Just won the Fraser Health Lottery. Whoa. <laughs> dude won damn. the Fraser Health Lottery. Three, two days after, I was like, no, I'm not going to deal with this guy at all. Can you believe That's it? That's crazy. Can you believe it? How much did yeah. you win? Oh, yeah. I think much like 50K. It's funny because like we're in Vancouver and like, oh, you won 50K. What's he going to get? Like two dinners at a restaurant in Vancouver? Who gives a shit? Like, you know what I mean? 50. Oh, 50K. Good luck. <laughs> pay your rent this month you know like (laughs) (laughs) it's so sad but okay yeah this is where i'm going with this okay so he won 50k so then we're all talking about it right we're like talking about it's funny because he always comes in um after like after hours so he always asks us to let us in and we used to be like um no you can't come in unless you bring us a door fee so bring us timbits or whatever and then i texted him being like bro your door fee just got up so hard you know those timbits aren't cutting it like you better step that shit right up <laughs> we're we'll yeah. be expecting diamonds thanks <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> or one dinner in vancouver thanks whatever <laughs> 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 okay so the conversation topic is um <clears throat> What would you do if you won the lottery? That's what we were all talking about. Like, what would you do if we won the 50K? And I'm going to go first. Me first. I go first. Okay, you go first. I go first. Okay. Yay. I have my so, answer, but you go first. Okay. Um, so what I had said initially to my coworker was that um, I would just give it all away to charity. And not because I'm a really good person or anything like that, right? But I was like, because um, I was like, listen, I already have a privileged life. I do. Right. Like I'm pretty privileged. Like I have a good life. Like, yeah, I work. I work a lot. I work hard. I work seven days a week, people. Okay. Let me just say, yeah, I got, I got, I'm decent, doing decent, but I work seven days a week. I don't know anybody out there who works seven days a week. I do. Um, My husband. And, and Bay and your Bay. (laughs) 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 As was man. Okay. Coming home to the mood outfit. Lucky him after his hard work. I didn't Um, say he was making a lot of money. (laughs) I said he's working (laughs) seven days a week. (laughs) work ethic um but i was like yeah, you know what exactly. I'm, I'm a privileged person and if for some reason a pile of money was to fall in my lap the right thing to do is to give it to somebody who has way less privilege than you i'm like somebody out there mm-hmm. can't even afford to buy a their book for school like a textbook man like so they can study and make it all away and that's what I was thinking. So initially my thing was like, just give it all away. I'm like, because if it comes from God and you're sitting there and you're looking at this thing and it's from God, just go with what God has given you. Like, you don't need to worry. Like, and that my other thing was that I was like, listen, I'm like, he's like my, my, my coworker, his name's Austin. He's like, Didi, you have credit card debt. You have debts. Like, that's so stupid. Why wouldn't you pay off your debt? Right. Yeah. I was like, listen, having debt is a regular thing we all have debt that's being a middle-class person you work at your debt that's part of like your life like every day I go to work because I'm also trying to work at my debt that's part of my daily routine it's not a bad thing to have debt like that's normal like it's okay to have debt like you pay it off it's not it's not like 
so important that it has to get paid off right away. But for somebody else out there, this kind of money will like make or break their fucking life. You know what I mean? So I just felt like, but then he convinced me that he's like, you know what? At least put a little bit to your debt. Give Cause I was like, yeah. I, I was like, probably the only thing I would do is give a chunk to my mom, you know, like break off a piece from my mom because she's always giving me money and I, I want to pay her back for it. He's like, just yeah. put a little bit to your debt, put a little bit to your mom. And then give off the rest. And then that was what I, I ended up deciding. Because he convinced me. I was like, you're not going to convince me. Good luck. But he wore me down. So that was my answer. Now you go. I think that's the right call. Because, yeah, it's a normal part of life for a North American person uh, to have all this debt. But that doesn't make it normal or fair. And uh, you should always look after your house before looking after others. So, yeah. So? Sorry. What? You should always look after your house before looking after others. Yes. It's something I struggle with personally. I have a tendency that Janae Aiko has this one line where she says, you give, but you cannot take love. And I, I feel like that line really relates to me. Like I have a tendency to look after other people's houses before mine. You shouldn't do that because if you can't look after your own house, you can't really look after anyone else's either. That's the irony because it's the first rule of being a therapist is that if you're not in a good place, you can't help nobody. It's true. And that applies to not just therapy, but everything. Everything. So, sorry, continue. So, no, no, no. You were were telling me what you would do. Do you know where you would give your money? No, no, no. I want to know where you would give your money. Have you thought about that? Somewhere in in a third world country. It has to be to a third world country. I'd find out somewhere like somewhere for kids i wanted to go to for kids and um like i would i would have to i don't know i would i I would be hard to pick where or what because it's not that much money okay if it was like a hundred million dollars okay now there's like way more i can do with it i can like go and build a couple schools somewhere or like you know buy like a shit ton of school books for like a bunch of villages and stuff hi husbo (laughs) what what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying hello. Oh. Hello. My friend Aditi. Hi. Yeah. Yes. Can Going you? In. Hello. Okay. Hi. So we're talking about what I would do if we won the lottery. Mm. She said she would give all her money away. Mm. To who? Third world country. Satan. Satan. Nice. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Bagheera. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh I'd it's pay, only fifty K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's only fifty K. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. It's not much I at all. No. It's not that much. It's a lot. It's enough. It's enough. It's not like but, thirty million, but it's still no. Someone she know she knows one fifty k from the lottery. And what so. did they do? Yeah, what did they do? I think I think that they're gonna um, put a down payment on. Well, you know, put one hundredth of a down payment on something, on like a house or something like that. I think that's what they're gonna on do. on property. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that is. I feel like that's yeah, what that's I would do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, no. First, I'd pay off debts first and foremost. Well, you um, don't have 50K in debts, so. No, I don't. You're right. But I would pay 
the government for you. (laughs) 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 And then after that, I'd give some to my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. So they could, like, my sister, and she can pay off her stuff. And my it gives uh, some to my parents. They wouldn't be able to do everything, but they... You'd buy me a PS5? I would not buy you a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that's wouldn't good. do that. Don't worry, I'll, I'll um, buy you a PS5. You don't need to <laughs> I, I also got 50K, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Didi will buy you the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> And then so yeah, and then I would definitely give a fraction of it to charity. A fraction, so you'd have to. A fraction? yeah, a small fraction. <laughs> a fraction, because you would have to. Uh, <laughs> I do have to. Yes, I do. Feel like it like blesses the money totally. So, um, I'd give a fraction of it to charity and my family, and then the rest I'd put towards a house for sure. That's what I would do. Nice and responsible, eh? I'm not. I'm not like you. I just couldn't give it all away. I. She would give it all away. I feel like I would just give it all away, man. Because I just want to stay regular. I don't know. I. I I think that's good having like struggles. I do. Like. 50k would still make you regular. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make you super rich. You're still, you're still regular, Didi, except like, with like less debt. It's nice to have 50k to fall back on. I think if, like, think about it like this if you use that 50k to pay off all your debts, mm-hmm. let's say, mm-hmm. you'd be able to do more with the money that you're making. For sure. To help for other sure. people. Okay, but you, you first you pay off your debts and then you give the rest to charity. Okay, fine. Yeah, debts are important. That, that you have to get rid of. You don't want to be indebted. No, but she's anybody. saying she wouldn't. She wouldn't pay off your debts. No, first. you should she, pay your debts. I have, and, and I have way more debt than you guys. I owe twenty k Ontario government for driving fines alone. So go on. Oh wow. Yeah. I owe lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I owe lots. Driving of money. fines. What do you do? I was 22 as well as there for some of it. I was, was there for a little bit. Was 20, no, I was there for 24. Oh my God. What driving fines? How do you get $20,000? Can I tell you about like, this time? That oh, tell the story. We're going to a show. Yeah. We're going to a show. And I didn't know it at the time, but Aditi was driving with no license, no valid license, That's not <laughs> no insurance. No, no valid insurance, no registration. no registration, no stickers. You have no to have stickers sticker. on your license plate there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. basically, she couldn't be on the road, like, no. regardless. Her car could not be on the road. I she could, could not be on the road. <laughs> basically, we were in a really sketchy area. Like, we were in Jane and Finch Jane in Toronto, Finch. Basically, Jane and Finch. which yeah. is where everyone gets shot. Shot in Toronto. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is the area where actually you would get shot. You will get shot. It's shooting central. There's so many shootings in Toronto. It is. It is. Especially now. It's like no one gets shot in Toronto. Did you get shot at? Well, no. I was in a drive-by once. Or like almost a victim of a drive-by once. Where? In in Montreal. And uh, we were like, I think I was like 15, 16. Maybe not. I was probably 16. And we were getting pizza at a place. Uh, I I forget where. I think it's probably around N- NDG, like just back there. And uh, like 
this Jeep came around the corner and there was a guy hanging out the window and another Jeep came around and they were shooting at each other and they drove like right past us. And we were like four people in the car. I didn't know what was happening. We just heard loud sounds. And then like my friend who was getting the pizza, he was walking and he was like, he had the pizza in his hands and he was, he was outside while it was happening. Oh my God. He's like, did you just see that? (laughs) Shit. That's That's terrifying. And then they jumped on the highway and they bounced, but yeah, we could have, we could have, somebody could have died for sure. Yeah. There there, there was bullets flying by us basically. That's crazy. Who came up with that? Maybe somebody did that. Who knows? The bullets could go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I actually didn't know. He got in the car. He's like, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, those guys were just shooting. You didn't <laughs> hear it? Like, like we did. I don't know. We were probably listening to music, chilling. We were probably other things. I don't know. We were probably other things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, um, so, yeah, so, I had no papers. I had no nothing. Yeah. She hadn't. She, she couldn't have been on the road. So what happens is, we're, so we're pulling onto the highway in this like really bad area of Toronto, <laughs> yeah. trying to get to the, our friend our friend's show. And all of a sudden, light starts flashing. Okay, and you've been on the four hundred one, right? So it's a four lane highway. Everyone's going one twenty. Okay, <laughs> a cop is flashing his lights behind Aditi <laughs> and like following her. Aditi great. while people are going 120 and she's like I didn't want the cop to think I was getting away (laughs) (laughs) that was the funniest part the cop lost his mind I couldn't believe that someone would do that (laughs) yeah he starts screaming at her he literally rolls down his window <laughs> and breaks beside her. And he's like, you're going to kill someone. You're going to kill someone. <laughs> What'd you get a ticket for? Nothing. Oh, it's coming. You oh, pulled her oh, over. Oh, she oh, had was no. He, was, he actually, was she actually chasing you in the first place? Yes. Yes. Like, it was all me. Okay. Because okay, they he, have he scanner guns. Like, they have scanner guns. So they know when your shit's illegal. They know if you're not supposed to be on the boat. Oh, okay. No, what happened was he saw your stickers were expired. Yeah, he saw them when she's going. Once oh, again. okay. No. When we were pulling onto the highway, oh, okay, okay, okay. he was standing there and the he saw that her color coded. But then he yeah. found out the she stickers didn't have are insurance. color coded, so they know. Yeah, insurance. Yeah, go on. She didn't have insurance on top. Then he, after he pulled her over, he found out she didn't have insurance. He found out she, he didn't have a valid license, and he found <laughs> she, he found out that she hadn't paid like whatever amount in parking. Like he, it all showed up. Yeah. basically, Everything and she was up. adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Aditi didn't know until that moment. <laughs> he found out everything. About it, <laughs> so he pulls her over. He's like so freaked out that Aditi would break on the highway. He's yelling at her. He's like, "Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that. Again. You're gonna kill someone." He's like yelling at her. It was really scary, actually. I'm like, oh, my God, this cop is going to arrest us. We're going to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> brutality. I don't even know. Uh-huh. Anyway, he pulls her over, and he's like, okay, I, this is really bad, but I'm just going to give you a ticket for failure to show insurance. Not even failure to have it, failure to show it, which is like a $50 fee or something. How much was yeah. it? It was like 40 or 50 It was nothing. It was nothing. Oh, it's good. Yeah, and then she starts like, "Oh my god!" Aditi starts like, 
freaking out at him. She's like, thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a struggling student. <laughs> God bless you. How far along round of tickets were you in at the point? At that point, I was only like, like how, a couple how thousand. How far were you in? I was only like a couple thousand deep. I wasn't at 20,000 yet. <laughs> but like he let me off completely. Like nothing, no like I just got that one, like I didn't have a license. He didn't ticket me. I didn't have insurance. He didn't ticket me. I didn't have a ballot sticker. He just gave me that one $40 ticket. And he's like, it's okay. Fuck off. Like chill. And normally if you don't have a valid license, they tow you. And How he's like, no, just pull off. Yeah. They, they, they impound your car, but he didn't do that either. He was just like, get off at the next exit and stop driving and call someone to pick you up. That's my brother. Greatest police officer I have ever met in my entire life. I could have I could have been arrested. I would have had to go to court. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. the best cop I've ever met. Thank you, sir, whoever you are out there. I think about you when I masturbate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he saved your life. <laughs> he saved my life. That's true. He was the best cop ever. And we still made it to the show. That's the best part. Still made it to the show. We pulled off at the next exit and took oh, the. Yeah, I was oh, there. I was scared. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, "Fuck! Why is Ezra gonna be here? Me? I can like deal with this shit." But like, I was like, "Not you." I was like, "Fuck!" Okay. I think you brought me good luck. Actually, I really do, because the other cops that I dealt with since then never were that nice again. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Is that what it is? You always get off. Yeah, but I'm white. Yeah. <laughs> Cops are always nice to me, too. Because you're hot. That's not true. I don't know. Oh, One time I was driving without a valid license and I got into a car accident. <laughs> you? What? As the, what? It's like Wait, a family you. thing for them. <laughs> What? <laughs> Driving without a license, getting into an accident while you don't have a license. Yeah. Okay. Somehow getting so, off. Okay. Here's what happened. It wasn't that I didn't have a valid license. I had a Saskatchewan license that had just expired. And I was oh. waiting to re- to switch it over to Ontario. That way I could get a full G license. If I waited like one more month or something, basically I get a full G license. And I didn't mm-hmm. have to take a test for it. So I was trying to cheat the system. Right? I, I was driving and like I was on my GPS and I rear-ended someone because the light turned green and I just accelerated right into them. It wasn't a bad accident. It was like a little tap. She had just had a little scratch. My bumper came off, but we have a, we had an older car. It was my parents' car. And this tow truck driver came and he started screaming at me for no reason. He's like, you have to get off the road. I'm calling this in. Like, uh, you have over $10,000 worth of damage. He was just being the total dick. Ridiculous. And the lady's like, no, it's okay. It was like this really sweet black lady, older. And she's like, no, there's no damage to my car. And this tow truck driver is still yelling at me. And I was like crying. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I just need to call my dad. I... Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> you guys are so cute. Why? Why are you so adorable? Okay, go on. And then um what happened? Call your dad? Where was I? 
You called your dad? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I need to call my dad. And like, so I call my dad and he calls the police, the tow truck driver. And the lady's just there. So ridiculous. Darn. She's just like, oh, darn. Oh, gosh, darn it. And the tow truck driver's still there. He's talking to the police. And he's like, look, it's not necessary for you to be here. Her father's coming. And he, he was so nice. He looks at my license. He sees the date. And he's like, you know, you need to get this switched over as soon as possible. He's like, I think you ladies can sort this out amongst yourselves. And he left. Wow. And that's, that's the only car accident I've been in. Yeah, That's nothing. That's not even a fucking car accident. It's a fender bender. I don't count that as a car accident. It's just yeah. a minor tap. That's a dope cop. Yeah. And then I paid the lady $600. Okay. Yeah. That tow truck driver is ridiculous. Way to stick your nose into something that isn't your business. Maybe he was hoping to get tow one of you guys or something. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, he really wanted to tow me because my whole bumper fell off. Oh, that's why. That's why he like, oh, he but, thought. Like, it wasn't were, broken. He thought by like harassing you into calling the police was going to get you to pay him money to tow, tow your car. Like, not good strategy. Yeah, apparently. But uh, yeah, do you know about this tow truck war that's happening in Toronto or Brampton, the GTA? No, no. What, is it? what is it? Tell me. You should Google it. It's really fucked up. So this article is from CTV News. And basically, the Toronto area police, so like all this GTA has laid 200 charges, including first degree murder against members working in the tow truck industry. And basically what's happening is it's like tow truck companies are also organized crime members. So basically, tow truck drivers are selling drugs outside of their truck. That's crazy. Yeah. So they've arrested like two, 200 people in this, like with like a bunch of different charges, including murder. The police seized more than 40 illegal firearms. Warrants were ex- executed at businesses and residents in Vaughan, Richmond Hill, Marco. Hamilton, Oakville, Toronto, Aurora, and East Gildenberry. That is crazy. A total of 20 people now face 191 charges, including one charge for first-degree murder and three charges for attempted murder. And the ages of these people range between 20 and 49. Throughout the investigation, 11 tow trucks were seized, as well as 16 handguns, 13 shotguns, 9 rifles, 1 machine gun, one air pistol converted into a 22 caliber and a sawed off shotgun and three high capacity drum magazines. Bullshit. I don't know what that means. Yeah. It's like the, the cartridges, the bullets. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, cool. Thousands of rounds of ammunition of various calibers were also seized by police. Crazy. Investigators seized 5 kilograms of fentanyl, 1.5 kilograms of cocaine, 1.25 kilograms of crystal meth, 1.5 kilograms of cannabis, and more than $500,000 during these search warrants. That's Um, fucking crazy, man. Yeah, the investigation is ongoing. And... Basically, they're saying that the tow truck companies partnered with auto repair shops and car truck rental companies to carry out frauds. Insurance companies work to mitigate the fraud and additional cost to consumers and actively pursued legal action against various tow companies. Can you send me this article? That's insane. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. That That's how many people were involved? Like, 
different companies, different industries, different cities. Cops were involved. Cops were, of course, they were fucking involved. There's no way they could pull that all that shit off without cops being involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's still ongoing. Like, it's huge. Like, there's this whole underground life of tow trucks. <laughs> like that tow truck driver probably could have killed me, Aditi. <laughs> he probably was part of it. <laughs> he seemed so evil. He probably was. He was evil. just trying to sell you some crystal meth, girl. What's up? Like <laughs> <laughs> probably like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Toto Drivers like, are yeah. doing this. Only in Toronto. That's yeah. Ridiculous. Toronto's the new New York. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. Uh, the, the crime has been exploding, man. The shootings are going up like crazy. It's, There's always more and more shootings each year. Every I year. Agree. Yeah. It's getting worse yeah. and worse. It's so funny. I was driving to my parents' house with my husband and as soon as we entered the gta like we hit just after pickering or something like there was like on the other side of the highway so we were coming um west and going east there was an explosion a truck explosion he's like why does this happen as soon as you hit toronto (laughs) (laughs) the moment you cross the border Yeah, like as soon as we hit the GTA, there was like literally a truck on fire. The whole highway blocked off. It's like the welcome to Toronto sign. It's just like a truck. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, welcome to Toronto. You just need like a dude like rapping or something on top of it, and like, like. <laughs> it's actually a music video. <laughs> it's like one of the things. Is it really a truck exploding or is it a music video? You can't tell. You'll never know. You'll never, <laughs> You'll never know. It's a mystery about being here. <laughs> is it a rapper or is it just someone dying? Or a tow truck drug dealer? Or a tow truck drug dealer who also happens to be a rapper. <laughs> He's just trying to sell his mixtape with some crystal meth. He's like, this type is fire. Smoke some and you'll see. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. So that's about it. Um, that's about it. That's about it. That's about it. I'm sure... Um, you're probably waiting to go show off your outfit. <laughs> I am, but I'm like my husband's showering anyway. So okay, good. guys, we didn't get any of your embarrassing stories, your love stories. Actually, I yeah. don't even know. I haven't checked the email. Guys, what? Who are you talking to? Maybe our audience, babe. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 uh, people listen to us. He's so rude. He's so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
hey, people listen, there's Toto drivers all across the GTA right now that are tuned in to our podcast. I'm crying. That's so rude. People listen to our podcast. That was so funny. <laughs> okay. Wow, I haven't even smoked any weeds. That's really good. I haven't laughed like that sober in a very long time. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, good. People no, listen no. to us. That's all I have to say. We have fans. <laughs> <laughs> man i'm so like teary from that that was really funny <laughs> that, was really good. that was so funny listen we got a new follower today too okay some guy from india he's following our podcast <laughs> he's because he knows that you're wearing that outfit today stop <laughs> 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 the point is people listen <laughs> might not write to us <laughs> I don't even want to say what I was saying before I'm like too embarrassed <laughs> like, I'm never talking to our fans again <laughs> they're gonna miss us so much though what are they gonna do so, be better <laughs> I'm just like not gonna acknowledge that they're there. <laughs> That's all. Hey, they want to write us. They're just shy. It happens. They do want to write us. They're just. They're just. They're shy. That's all. Yeah. It's all. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. Hi. What do you have planned for the day? I'm working. Working at five. Which is fine. At five. Oh, yeah. I want to work. I'm good with it. I'm happy working. Good. Happy, happy lady when I work. Are you sad you're not coming home for Christmas? It's actually, the, this is the thing, like, the numbers are the worst ever. So to me, I'm like, if I was going to go, I might as well have gone during March or something during the lockdown because yeah. the numbers were way better then, you know, like there's no way going right now. So are you sad though? Um, I'm I'm not really because I'll go in a couple months when it's better. You know, there's nothing to be sad about. Like, what am I sad about? Like, I'm gonna go there and the whole time I'm gonna be I'm gonna be stressed and anxious because I'm like, am I murdering them or am I hanging out with them? I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's so that's a good point. The holidays are overrated anyway. I feel you. I feel you on that. You know, the thing about the Christmas season is that if you look at the actual research and statistics, like depression rates are peak, stress rates are peak. People are so stressed about being able to afford stuff like gifts for other people because they don't have the money for it. And they know that there's expectations and they want to show up and show off and stuff. People aren't actually happy during this time of the year. This whole idea of like, this is the best time of the year. The research shows otherwise. The research shows that people are fucking miserable this time of the year. So it's all consumerism. Yeah, that's why. It's nothing to do with actually spending time with anyone or anything like that. For sure, I like watching. I like watching Christmas movies. Yeah, about it. Yeah, that just told me about this one on Netflix that came out. Um, Holiday in the Wild. 
It's about an elephant sanctuary oh, I I... or something. Hmm? Aww, that's so cute. Yeah. That's I heard of it. Yeah, that's She's like, uh, yeah, I saw this movie on Netflix. It reminded me of you because it was held at an elephant sanctuary. <laughs> Aw. I'm like, oh, you're cool. sweet. Yeah. She's a nice, nice lady. I like her. She's cool. But yeah, that's about it. I'll probably watch that at some point. Yeah. Okay, go. Let's wrap up because I have to go change my tampon. Not tampon pad. I don't wear tampons. Why did I say that? I don't wear tampons either. We'll have an episode on tampons versus pads one day. Let's do it because everybody seems to love tampons and I almost feel like I'm shamed for not using them. Like I'm some old lady. Me too. Yeah. Me too. All the time. They're like, how do you use pads? It's like wearing a diaper. And I'm like, have you heard of toxic shock syndrome? Because like, that's real. That doesn't happen with a pad. Even if I was wearing a tampon, I'd still wear a pad because I'm, I'm paranoid about leaks and stuff. Like, it's just not for me. I don't know. Why? Why I got to stick something up there? Why something has to just hang out up I there? I agree. Nothing belongs there. Anyway, we'll have a whole other episode about it because I'm really passionate about it because I agree. I feel like I'm shamed for wearing pads all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Like, someone will ask me for a tampon and I'll be like, I have a pad. And they'll, like, look at me. <laughs> like, one girl at work one time. Ask me for a tampon, and I'm like, I have pads, but also fair warning, they're like the overnight kind because, like, <laughs> I didn't say this, but like, you know, I have a heavy flow. Like, so our brown girls, man, it's like a brown girl thing because every brown girl I talk to has a crazy heavy flow. But go on, yeah. So I wear overnights like regular, like, and I'm like, oh, but fair warning, it's like the really long ones because, um, uh, they're the overnight ones, and she just like never responded, she just didn't say anything, <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, so I guess you don't want a pad then. You're not worthy of a response. You wear pads. <laughs> it's like, okay, I Becky. hate everyone. Me too. <laughs> it's just so unnecessary. Like, Ridiculous. what? You rather, like, leak in your everywhere than put on a pad? Yes. I'm so confused. Yes. The answer is is that really what tampon wearers think? I don't know. But yeah, okay, go change your pad and we'll have another episode about it. And we'll talk soon. Yeah, okay. I don't even want to acknowledge the audience or say bye to them because I'm still <laughs> embarrassed <laughs> for what just happened. <laughs> so no audience, listen, no you gotta you gotta you gotta show up now. Like look, we just got this. <laughs> Are you gonna let your favorite podcast get dis- get this like this? No, 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 no. Come through, okay? Represent for us. <laughs> All those tow truck drivers show up at my house and cry. To my husband. <laughs> Don't ever talk to her like that again. <laughs> Don't ever talk shit about spill the chai again. Don't you know? We be riding around <laughs> listening to that shit. <laughs> your wife still got that made outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay all right guys you guys don't exist and that's okay i don't really exist either but Espa exists so that's enough for us um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening bye